0: Welcome to the Deal By Me podcast, where we ask guests to tell us your story, and we put the spotlight on you. Hello there, this is Dr. James W. Smith, your host. We transform lives by encouraging and inspiring. Someone encouraged and inspired this host, a former lawyer, gambler, inmate, and his life was transformed. The same can happen to you. Will you listen to any of the Deal By Me podcasts, please support this ministry with a monthly recurring amount for as little as $3. Check out my website and see what I offer that can be encouraging, inspiring, and transforming for you. I'm available for speaking engagements, in-person and virtual seminars, so please contact me through my website, www.dealbyme.com. I have with me today uh, Benny Refor, who she has a sister who has autism and she is her caregiver. Uh, Together, she and Rose uh, create art to advocate and reflect their perspective of the world. Uh, This is an interesting and an exciting interview that we have and I know that you are going to really enjoy the interview and will be inspired by what you hear. <laughs> and so, Betty, what I want to begin by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you've been interviewed from.
1: Thank you for having me. I am in Oklahoma City and I am an artist and caregiver for my sister who is also an artist.
0: Okay. Uh, I note that you and your sister uh, soon lived together, and you all got into the art. Uh, so I'd like to just know, and I know that listeners of this podcast would be interested to know uh, how you got into it, or what inspired the both of you to create, was it? Was it uh, Rose or was it you or was it both of you all working together?
1: So I think it initially started from Rose. Um, Rose was probably about six years old, maybe a little older. I remember I was in high school and she would write on my homework and draw on my homework and I really didn't think much about it. I was rushed. I would get frustrated and then I would have to start over. And then one day it occurred to me that she was actually drawing these little uh, whimsical women smoking and she was actually writing words. And so I hadn't really like paid attention to the content, but I noticed, Oh wow. She's, she's trying to communicate with us. And so I, um, I, you know, I, I showed it to my family and let them know that, hey, there's somebody in there because she was she was mostly nonverbal. She wouldn't really say much to us. And so I said, I think we should get her. She should have my typewriter. And so um, we're kind of aging ourselves. So um she should have my typewriter and I should get a new one and we should get her, her own notebook so that she can, you know, express herself and write notes to us and such and it just kind of went from there um about so once i left once i graduated high school i uh, moved to texas moved to arlington and i uh, obtained a degree in fashion design and i couldn't find a job as an illustrator i wanted to be an illustrator and i had become obsessed with clothing i went to private school i had to wear a uniform so i was obsessed with like clothing and wanting to get out of that routine of wearing those flat uniforms every day. So I was really obsessed with clothing and wanted to be a designer. So I got out of school, couldn't find a job. And so I just started freelance illustrating and doing other things. And I, about 15 or so years later, I was a flight attendant. I was working a flight from Mexico City to DFW and we had clear turbulence, which means there's no warning, just all of a sudden it's turbulent. And things are flying through the cabin, um, coffee pots, everything. everything's flying through the cabin. And I was, I ended up having a, this in my back. Mm. And I, yes. <laughs> and I ended up being off work for about a year, but about four months in, I to see the orthopedic physician that I um, have been seeing, and he said, before you start asking me when you're going back to work and when I can release you and all that, um, it's, let me just say up front, I don't know. You know, you're still, ha- you're still in a lot of pain. You still need to continue, continue with therapy. So we just don't know. We don't know. So I was just upset. I started crying. Like, what is going to happen to me? What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? And uh, And he was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you talking about? Why are you so upset? You shouldn't be upset. Worry about your health. And I was like, but no, you know, I got bills. What am I going to do? Blah, blah, So the next day I had to see my primary care physician. And he had called her and told her, hey, you know, she's losing her mind. She's over here crying. She's worried about going to work. She's not worried about her health. And so when I went in, I had... um, had some photos of some illustrations that I had done. I was, um, all those years I had still been doing uh, freelance illustrating for people who were trying to get their products to market. And so I would often bring them in and show her, you know, what was the latest thing that I had done. And so I was there and she was like, what is going on with you? I heard about all this, you know, you being upset. What, what is wrong with you? And I said, well, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, what am I going to do if I can't work? How am I going to pay my bills? Like, I think you're overreacting. You know, you will do this. You will. She took the photographs and she stuck them in my face. And she's like, you'll do this. You'll keep doing art. And I was like, what? And so she mm-hmm. said, um, I suggest that you paint as a therapy and um, you'll, you'll you're going to be okay. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, let's worry about your health. Let's get you back where you're not in constant pain. Let's worry about that. But in the meantime, I want you to focus on your art. I want you to uh, start painting as a form of therapy.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I left there thinking she was crazy. She's lost her mind. What's she talking about? I mean, I've got to go back to work. You know, I need to pay my bill So, So, But the next day I went and I bought paint and canvas. I'd never painted before. I had done illustrating, but mm-hmm. I'd never painted. So the next day I bought paint and canvas and I started painting. And I started to get uh, positive right away. Family and friends, like, oh, these are great. Where'd you get these? And it's like, I did them, I did them, you know, and mm-hmm. started getting commissions right away. And mm-hmm. so when I went back to work, um, I ended up, like I said, I was off about a year, went back. And about four years later, I started a line of cards. And it featured the work of my sister and myself. And I never really thought about, okay, you can actually sell your originals. You can do that. And one day I approached a gallery in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, to have our cards in there. And they were like, we can, we'd can. we love to have your originals. I mean, mm-hmm. what about your originals? What about original art? And I was like, really? I mean, people, and she was like, yeah, we, we think we can sell your original art. So we started like that. And A few years later, our mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. I ended up moving back to Oklahoma. And um, once she passed away, we started showing art, started painting, doing art, doing art shows. And Rose became really popular. Her women, she likes to do these women that are smoking. She uh, has been obsessed with smoking since we were children. Our maternal grandfather and our uncle were both smokers. She would, whenever they came to visit, she would take their cigarettes out of the ashtray and run and try to get a puff before anyone could catch up to her. So she is just obsessed with smoking. And even though she doesn't say a lot, she will say things like, I want cigarettes. I want to buy, of course, I don't let her buy cigarettes, Mm -hmm. but that's what she says. And so since then, um, we have sold art around the country. She has done shows around the country. I've only done shows in Oklahoma and Texas. She's uh, been able to do shows around the country. In 2014, she did a show in London for, um, the people on the spectrum and she, um, her work has become very popular. These smoking women have become very popular.
0: Betty let, let me, this is interesting. Uh, uh, Rose, now, and you—you uh-huh. you started, you got into it because uh, uh, Rose seemed to have brought you into this. But you—you had, you had never done any
1: art before. Or, or when when she started drawing on my homework, I had never even thought about being an art. Uh. Thought about art, but I it, I felt like it was a way for us con- to connect. Uh-huh. She didn't say a whole lot, she didn't say then, she didn't say she says more now than she did um, then. But she would, um, she would, uh, yeah, the drawing on my homework is what like kind of triggered a thought okay. that we can use this to communicate with one another.
0: Hmm. That's that's but, very interesting, and, I, and I, I I got very interested when you talked about. Being an airline attendant, my my daughter's an airline attendant for Delta. yeah. So, so a little something in common there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, she's an airline attendant for Delta. Uh, This she's been doing now, I guess, about seven, eight, maybe close to ten years. And uh, when you said the the turbulence, that's the reason my wife doesn't like to fly that much with me now, (laughs) because she's afraid of of turbulence. You know, but uh, getting getting back to 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 your story, um, Betty, I mean Rose, talk a little bit about her autism because, you know, uh, my wife uh, in teaching taught a couple of people, uh, students who had autism. So share a little bit about her, or uh, you know, uh, her 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 the disability, how it affects her. And is she talkative at all or just a little bit about her? So the listeners can get a good feel for who your sister is.
1: So when we were growing up, um, there's not a lot known about autism. There was one and like 10,000 people were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of resources. And um, when you would, you know, we go to therapy, uh, the three of my mom, sister and I, and there was not um they didn't know what to do basically you know it's like can she hear can you know because they don't they don't really respond to sounds or, or, or that sort of thing and so there was just not a lot known and so i had no idea i would read to her like every day um growing you know i'm i'm like 6 years older but as a kid my mom i had to read every day 15 minutes and so I would just read to her and I would show her the words and I would tell her the letters. And I I never, I didn't think she was like really grasping that, Mm -hmm. but apparently she was because she was able to, um, she was writing and, and the first thing she, that I remember, she wrote, because like I said, I wasn't really paying attention. I'm just frustrated. Mm -hmm. My homework over is she wanted to go shopping and, um, she, she likes to buy press on nails and nail polish. And so she wanted to go. And I don't know if you're familiar with, there was a store here in Oklahoma City called TGNY. I don't know if those were in other areas mm-hmm. of the country, but it's like, I would equate it with like Family Dollar. Okay. If
0: you're
1: family Dollar now. What's but the name I, of it again? it's called tgny it was okay. called TGNY. Okay. It's, it's, it's like tgny so that was what she was writing she wants to go to tgny okay. she wants to get nail polish she wants and so it just kind of started like that she ended up she did go to a school she attended a school with uh, other people with disabilities but um never really came out of that um okay. she really the most she will say like she she knows when her birthday is she'll remind you of that um she knows um you know she will every day she's got a shopping list she wants to go shopping <laughs> you know and she's got all of her stores listed dollar general uh walmart target you know she's got everything listed but in terms of just like really having like a back and forth conversation she she is not able to do that um or or doesn't do that but her most um her her world uh, revolves around shopping. That's what she talks about. And when you go to um say like we're in the grocery store and then the clerk says, Will there be anything else? And she will always say, I would like a pack of cigarettes. She'll talk then. Mm-hmm. I'd like a pack of cigarettes and a gold lighter. And then and then they're like, What? What? And it's like, and never mind. She she's not getting that, but it's like it's interesting. You know, okay. it's like a pack of cigarettes and a gold lighter. So she is not really verbal. She's not that verbal. She will say, you know, some things, or she, she does what's called Echolai, which is like repeating what other people say, Mm -hmm. but in terms of just like having a back and forth conversation, she, she will not. Okay.
0: Very, very interesting. And, and you have been her caregiver.
1: Right. I've been Uh, her caregiver since we lost our mom in 2006.
0: Oh wow! This is very interesting uh, and uh, intriguing story that the two of you all have. I noticed from your uh, profile, you said that audience can expect a heartfelt, insightful experience shared, obviously, by you and your sister Rose, who's autistic. Uh, as, as you dive into uh, your creative, uh, the creative process. And inspiration. Then you said not limited to artists. Uh, your message can resonate with many on the importance of motivation and positive impact. Uh, would you talk a little bit about that? How how this message will re- resonate with uh, other people on the importance of motivation and positive impact? Is it? Is it because of some of some of the things you've already said and I might be missing? Or could you just share a little bit more about that?
1: I think it you know it gives a message of hope. I okay. think, especially like then and in that time, um so little was known. Um there was there weren't there wasn't any place in Oklahoma. Um she was first we lived in Chicago when she was first diagnosed. There was no place there that there were no resources there. Um, we moved here. Um, there was no, you know, nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think it gives a message of hope and like, keep going and okay. don't keep up. And, you know, even, you know, even in our darkest hour, you know, there's still something to be grateful for. And, okay. and, that's you know i think that's the message is that um or where that comes from is like don't give up you know okay um we've had like lots of parents like reach out to us um not really knowing what to do or how mm. to feel or just mm. kind of um you know feeling hopeless right. because right. of their situation okay. and just like i you know telling us we've never thought about maybe having our child try art. And Mm -hmm. as a result of seeing our story, they have tried art with their child.
0: Oh, great. That's that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I am a a minister, a pastor for two months short of 33 years at the same church. And Uh I began this podcast probably about four or five months before I retired. I retired in the last of December. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to do was to uh, talk about encouraging, inspiring, and hopefully transforming. And so mm-hmm. I, I, any guest that comes on my podcast, um, I always ask them, you know, uh, because I don't know exactly everybody who may be listening, and there are people who just you just might you're just talking about who may have a child or know somebody who has autism. Uh there may be they may be going through something that they don't know how to deal with it or what have you. And so I'm always asking for uh what would you tell somebody uh uh in line of trying to encourage uh inspire. Uh, hopefully transform uh their life is there anything that you would share with them that you think would make a difference for them
1: i would say just don't give up keep going Um, just keep pushing keep trying keep looking for ways to to get to your person if they're not you know if they're not verbal just keep looking for ways to communicate Mm -hmm. um she where she doesn't talk very much she will write notes um you know she wants to go see our aunt or she wants to go here there wherever um and so just never give up on them just mm-hmm. keep going and then no matter what the situation is even if it's not autism um just don't don't give up just okay. be encouraged, inspired, inspiring you know just just like you said encouraging and mm-hmm. inspiring. just be encouraged stay encouraged
0: okay okay That's very good uh, uh, information. And I'm certain listeners of this podcast will will take that to heart. Now, you said you went off to, I believe, school uh, to you were going to be a fashion designer.
1: Yes, I went to, uh, I moved to Texas. Um, There was a small art school in Arlington that I attended and um, got a degree in fashion design. Okay couldn't really find a job um when i was finished um i wanted to be an illustrator i didn't want to do i didn't want to draw patterns or you know i wanted to be an illustrator okay i couldn't find anybody that would hire me as an illustrator
0: okay well you you went you did you you and your sister got together so you all all did okay (laughs) i i i I, I love that uh listeners don't go anyplace hang around and uh, ask a bit a few more questions and I know she has a little bit more to say to us uh but first of all I want to ask Betty for listeners of this uh podcast who may be interested in knowing b- more about you and your sister Rose uh tell us uh how they can contact you uh and uh or you if you have a website or if you have a book or your art uh how can they get it if they're interested
1: okay so our website is betty and rose refor r-e-f-o-u-r dot com and you can find us on instagram and facebook both as betty and rose refor
0: okay okay and what would uh, they be able to get some of your art from these places
1: yes they would um you can purchase art directly from our website
0: okay okay all right, that's that's uh, interesting uh, information, and I'm certain that listeners will appreciate getting that from you. And uh, I'll make sure so we mention it again be at the before we we in uh, the podcast. Let me ask you this: uh, What advice would you share uh, to persons who are very creative and they are looking to perfect their craft you know whatever it may be i know you're you're would you doing art but somebody might be in music or whatever could you t- t- talk a little bit about that or could you share a little bit about you know what what advice would you give them
1: i would i would um say again um just keep going keep practicing keep working on it keep mm-hmm. showing it don't don't i i run into artists sometimes that feel like i'm not good enough or um nobody'll like it that sort of thing and that's kind of like how i felt at the beginning it was like what you know when uh, my doctor was like get out in the world and show your art not just to people who know, know you mm-hmm. and are, are okay. working with you but Show it out in the world, and I was like, "What? No, you know, no, that doesn't make any sense." And so, don't feel like you are unable to share your craft with the world, whatever that might be. Okay, Get out in the world and, and share it.
0: Wow, beautiful. And you know, you know, I I understand and do know that you have a a, a PR person working uh, with you all. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, I want to give that person a shout out because uh, uh, that's great. So how long have you had the PR person working with you? And just tell us tell us the name of the firm. Uh, so we may have individuals who are listening who might want to reach out to your PR person. I'm just trying to plug everybody I can. <laughs>
1: Do you want to speak to that, Brandy? Um, It's Brandy, Inc. And about a month, um, I have worked with Brandy on a project about two or three or about maybe three years ago when uh, they were looking for a local artist, and that's how I first met her. And I just decided not long ago to reach out and see if she was interested in taking us on as a client.
0: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, well, I tell you, she seems to be an like, the, the, uh, awesome individual. And uh, I know that you're going to have lots of success together. Uh, Betty, I want to say it's just been great talking with you today and uh, hearing you share your, your story. And uh, I want to wish you and your sister well. Uh, and so I want to say to listeners of this podcast, uh, please, please uh, contact uh, the website, and I'm going to ask uh, Betty if she would give it to us one more time. Share with us again, Betty.
1: It is the website is Betty and Rosary R E F O U R dot com, And then the, um, we can be found on Facebook as art by Betty and Rosary 4 and then on Instagram as Betty and Rosary for.
0: All right. And there you have it. Artists and sisters. Uh, Rose has autism and Betty is her caregiver. And I want you to know that together they create art to advocate and reflect their perspective of the world. What an awesome interview we've had today with both of them. She and uh, Rose were unable to be with us, but Betty has done an excellent job with sharing. And until next time, peace and blessings to each of you. Again, Benny, thank you so much for sharing with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm.